Hello, and welcome to Soothing Pod's Sleep Stories. My name is Arif, and tonight I will be your guide as we dive into the brilliant and beautiful past of ancient China, where we will hear the story of Chang'e, the goddess of the moon. We will follow her as she and her husband work to restore their drought-stricken country and transform it into a lush, flourishing landscape. We will see how a sacrifice that Chang'e made is still celebrated every year on the Mid-Autumn Festival, where people around China and the world put mooncakes out in celebration of the Divine Goddess. Before we begin, however, let us take a moment to unwind and find peace and comfort in the place that we are in here and now. Close your eyes and allow your body to sink into the mattress beneath you. Here and now, there are no responsibilities, there is no to-do list. By simply listening to the sound of my voice, you are already giving your body nourishment and rest. You do not need to be asleep immediately to provide your body with the relaxation it needs. Right now, you are starting to flow on the tranquility and peace of the present moment, which will progress as we embark on this delightful, sleepy journey with one another. With your eyes still closed and your body sinking deeper into the mattress beneath you, take a moment to really pay attention to how the bed feels underneath you. Notice the parts of your body that are in contact with the plush mattress, how it cradles your arms and legs, how it invites you to let go of any pressure or tension you have been carrying, and melt into the soft comfort of the sheets. For a moment, let us imagine that your comfortable mattress isn't in your room at all. It is outside, lying in the soft grass at the center of a lush and beautiful bamboo forest. Even with your eyes closed, you can feel the silvery light of the full moon shining down on you, blanketing you with its soothing energy. It seems to fuse with you, letting your muscles relax more and slowing your mind in a calm, steady, supportive way. You can hear the bamboo rustling beside you with every gentle gust of wind. There is a rhythm to this world around you, 
rhythm that creates a soundscape unlike any other. A soundscape that is urging you closer and closer to total relaxation. The grass swishes near your head, gently lying on your pillow. The grass swishes in a ripple as the wind spreads across it, moving on towards the bamboo grove that is to your right. As soon as the dance of the grass all around you dies down, the bamboo is urged to sway by the soft touch of the fragrant breeze. When the bamboo sways, it does so with much less unison than the grass does. Some pieces of bamboo are taller than others. Some have more of the spring green leaves that create a healthy amount of drag. Others are thicker with harder, more secure shells. Because of this, the bamboo pieces brush against one another, sounding like hollow wooden wind chimes as they gently tap against one another. The hollow and soothing sound of them sends a pleasant shiver down your spine as they clink and clunk against one another. It reminds you of rain sprinkling over a drum, or a steaming hot spring pouring over a buoyant lily pad. You listen to this hollow, sparkling sound as the bamboo sways and stops sways and stops. Just as the sound lessens and the bamboo grove stops dancing, another gust of wind dances over the landscape, urging them to move once more. You can picture it perfectly in your mind. The full moon is high above you, just as you imagined. It is so large, so stunningly dominant in the inky black night sky, that you feel as though you can reach out and touch it. Instead, you gaze up at it in peaceful appreciation and awe. With the breeze dancing through, some of the flexible bamboo stalks sway in front of the full moon, obscuring it from view. As you inhale, the bamboo moves aside, revealing the gorgeous moon to you again. As you exhale slowly, allowing your breath to journey back into the night sky, the bamboo swings in front of the moon again, obscuring it for a brief instance. You breathe in, watching as the bamboo swings away from the moon, revealing its brightness to you, and you exhale, feeling the light of the moon disappear as the bamboo takes its place 
in front of it once more. You are one with the moon, bathing in it as you inhale, and you are hidden from it, relaxing by yourself and turning inward as you exhale. You are one with the light of the moon as you inhale, and shimmering in the afterglow of it as you exhale. Know that at any point you can return to the beauty of the full moon overhead and the rhythm of the bamboo that matches your breath. Now that we have taken the time to relax and find comfort in the place that we are in, here and now, let us begin our story. One moonlit night on the coast of China, the world changed forever, for the better. The silvery moon blanketed the lush, stunning coastal village in an ethereal haze, glistening off the ocean and the buildings. It was through this village, at the edge of the water, that Chang E was walking on that fateful day. She was a beautiful, wise woman, considered by many to be the most stunning woman in all of China. She had received many marriage proposals, so many, in fact, that she spent most of her time hiding from them in the woods or tending to chores at home. She loved the quiet simplicity of the forest. There, she could sit and listen to the sound of the bamboo as it danced and swayed in the wind. There, she had no one asking for her hand in marriage no one gawking at her. She had yet to meet someone that she felt would be a good companion. No sparks ever flew, and no man seemed to be kind nor gentle enough to give her the life and love that she so desperately craved. And so, she made her way through life alone, breathing in the beautiful scents of the ocean and hoping that one day the right person would come along. Ho Yi had yet to become engaged to anyone too, yet he was considered by many to be the most eligible bachelor in town. He was a master archer his skills so legendary that people from all around gathered to watch him use his bow and arrow. Despite his popularity and the affection everyone had for him, Ho Yi was a rather solitary man. He rarely met anyone that interested him, and he spent much of his time just like Chang'e, wandering the forests of China, 
in search of peace and comfort within himself. On that moonlit night, a festival was taking place in town. Happy people made their way through the streets, singing and dining on fine street foods. Children played in the grass and told stories to one another, whispering and giggling as Ho Yi made his way past them. Ho Yi managed to get caught up in the center of town. There, some townspeople urged him to show off his skills. Reluctant to turn them down, Ho Yi agreed. He grabbed his homemade bow and the arrows he had carved by hand and began to shoot arrows into nearby hay bales. On occasion, he would shoot them with his eyes closed. Other times, he would shoot behind his back as a trick shot. It seemed that each shot was more impressive than the last, and the crowd was beyond thrilled to see them. Hoi pleased the crowd continuing to shoot arrows with a smile on his face. He liked making the people of this prosperous little town happy, and he liked showing them that they would be protected by him if necessary. As he was shooting arrows and the crowd was cheering, Hoi caught sight of something in the crowd that made nothing else matter. Every other person in the world faded away, and for an instant, the only thing that he could see was her. Chang'e was weaving through the crowd, trying to make her way toward the entrance to a nearby bamboo grove. The second he laid eyes on her, he was mesmerized. It was as if his soul had been awakened for the very first time. As she politely and elegantly wove her way through the crowd, her gaze flicked up, tangling with his in the midst of everything. For her, Time froze. In his eyes, she could see the gentleness she had been searching her whole life for. In spite of the arrows he was shooting, in spite of the crowd that had gathered around him, she could see a softness to him that she had never seen in anyone else. For a moment, she forgot how to walk. Trying to regain her composure and shake the feeling away, she turned her eyes toward the bamboo grove and continued toward it. Just as she was about to push her way through the bamboo and disappear, she glanced back over her shoulder, catching his eye once more. 
again. The sparks were there. They simmered in the air, embers at the base of fire that was begging to be given more fuel. She tightened her hand on a bamboo stalk as she once again peeled her gaze off of him. And then she was gone. Hoi excused himself from his demonstration, giving one final big trick shot to please the crowd. They erupted with applause, and all tried to gather around Hoi, wanting to chat with him, wanting to congratulate him. As politely as he could, Hoi pushed by them, excusing himself to go take care of something. It took him quite some time to weave his way through the crowd and make it to the outskirts of the village, where the bamboo grove beckoned to him. His heart swelled with questions as he took more and more steps toward the grove. Would the beautiful woman still be in there? Would she want to see him? Slowly, he wove through the bamboo. The grove was thick and wild in a way that soothed his soul unlike anything else. Foliage sprung from the edges of the bamboo, brushing across his smooth face and filling the air with a fragrant yet soft floral aroma. He waded through the bush, knocking against some of the bamboo and sending its beautiful clink, clack, clink, clacks radiating through the grove. Finally, he emerged into the center of the bamboo grove. There, he found a small clearing with a carpet of moss blanketing the floor. The moonlight shone down through the tops of the bamboo, illuminating the dewdrops on the plush moss as if they were diamonds that had been planted there. But that was far from the most beautiful thing in the grove. Chang'e was standing there, gazing up at the moon with stars in her eyes. In that electrifying moment, she seemed braver of the two, and asked Hoi what he thought of the full moon on nights like this. Hoi told her, that it made him feel more connected to things, to his ancestors, to the gods, to himself, to nature. Chang'e smiled at him. Warmth radiated through her body at the honesty and thought behind his answer. When they locked eyes yet again, it was undeniable that there was more at play than attraction. The magic between them felt like fate. Neither of them had felt this way, no matter how many suitors had approached them 
no matter how many people they tried to talk to. The two spent the whole night talking to one another in the grove. They sat down on the ground, cushioned by the soft moss beneath them. They took turns telling stories and talking about their philosophies on life and the world. It seemed like everything between them was perfectly and beautifully aligned. Chang'e and Ho-Yi caught themselves gazing up at the moon together whenever a silence lapsed over them. It was never an uncomfortable silence. It was as if their souls could just truly be at rest with one another, as if there was no need to fill the gaps in conversation. Their feelings grew with every silence and with every word exchanged between them. By the end of the night, they were drawn to each other, sitting mere inches from each other. It felt impossible to be far apart. It felt like they had been looking for each other their whole lives. Two lost souls, desperate for a connection like this. And because of that, Hoi knew what he had to do. That very night, the same night they had laid eyes on each other, Hoi asked if Chang'e would do him the honor of being his bride. Chang'e hardly had to think about it before she agreed most ardently. Their wedding was a beautiful one, attended by those closest to them. It was a day of nothing but joy and peace, because everyone in attendance could see that Chang'e and Ho-Yi were destined to be together forever. When they were joined as husband and wife, they both wiped tears from each other's eyes. They were so overcome by emotion, by relief, by love, that they could not help but spill a few tears. After they were wed, they began a beautiful life together. It was a time of abundance. The crops were good. The landscape was lush with foliage and birds. And their home was tucked away amidst the most beautiful parts of the country. Every day, they would have their breakfast together outside. And every night, they would lie out in the grass together, gazing up at the moon in wonder. Chang'e did all she could to make her husband happy. Before he would go out on one of his archery tasks in the morning, she would awaken and take care of his bow and arrow, cleaning them and preparing them for the day. 
Oe noticed this and was incredibly appreciative, showering his beloved wife with compliments every single morning. At the same time, Hoi did everything he could to make Chang'e happy as well. Her favorite thing aside from nature and stargazing were mooncakes, a sweet, delicious pastry she had loved since childhood. Whenever they would lie out and look at the moon together, Hoi would surprise her with mooncakes he lovingly made for her. It was a beautiful routine they enjoyed together, things they did to make life that much sweeter with each other. The months passed and their lives were full of nothing but joy. Chang'e would gather things from the garden and the forest to make meals, clothing, and objects for their home while Hoi went out to town, performing for people and working as an archer to protect people's homes. They were perfectly happy, imagining the rest of their lives going like this. But soon, something changed. One morning, to everyone's amazement, Ten suns arose from the sky instead of one. The sky was no longer bright blue and full of hope. It was a haze of yellow and orange, so bright that people could not even look up at it. No one knew why this had happened, and at first, no one knew the effect that it would have on them but there was much that was about to change with the beautiful, lush landscape of their rural Chinese village. The suns were so hot that being outside during the day became nearly impossible. People hurried to gather their crops and tend to their business, scurrying under building overhangs and the shade of trees to protect themselves from the bright, hot rays of these suns. But soon, there was no shade beneath the trees. The suns were so hot that the leaves all began to die. The heat death swept across the landscape like a wildfire, turning leaves a deep rust color or yellow, before they crumbled to the ground as bits of dust. And it was not just the trees that died. When people scurried outside to harvest their crops, they were devastated to discover that they, too, had burnt to a crisp. It began with the fruits, the citruses, the leafy vegetables, and soon, even the root vegetables and the grain had all withered into nothing but a burnt stalk. People began to realize that there was going to be no food. They took to fishing, 
hoping that it would allow them to sustain themselves. But it was much too hot to sit out on a boat and catch fish, which had gone deeper into the water to keep themselves cool. Everyone found themselves in a terrible situation. Chang'e and Ho-Yi were scared, but they were desperate to support one another. At night, when the suns went down, they would lie outside in the grass, wanting to soak up as much of being outdoors as possible. Some nights, they would just lie in silence. They were so worried about the impact the sons had that it was hard to speak of anything else. But whenever they looked into each other's eyes, they found a way. They talked of their love for each other and promised that somehow, some way, they would make it through this. They would do all they could to make it through this challenging life, loving one another every step of the way. During the day, Hoi went to town to try and help as many people as possible. He would shoot arrows into the ocean, catching as many fish as he could for the people of the town. His young apprentice, Fang Meng, helped Hoi on these quests, but he was not entirely pleased to do so. Feng Meng was a bit of a selfish man, a man who desperately wanted fame more than he wanted anything else. He craved the attention and praise that Hoi got, and he was very envious that he wasn't as skilled as Hoi in archery. Still, the two of them together managed to gather a decent amount of fish every day. But at night, Hoi was exhausted from the sun. He would lie in the grass beside Chang'e, who would hold him and run her fingers through his hair, trying to soothe him after such an exhausting day. It started to reach a point where it didn't seem like he would be able to continue catching fish for much longer. And it was then that Chang'e made a proposal. She asked Ho-Yi if he thought he would be able to knock down the suns with his bow and arrows. Ho-Yi had never considered such a miraculous feat. He was a good archer, but would he really be able to knock nine suns from the heavens? Chang'e embraced her husband and told him if anyone could do it, it was surely him. She begged him to try, putting all of her faith and encouragement into him. Fueled by her love and belief in him, Hoi promised his beloved wife that he would try. The next morning, he rose as the suns did, 
he walked into the main room and smiled at the sight of a sleepy Chang'e cleaning his arrows and getting them ready for the day. She kissed each and every one, nine perfect arrows, and put them in his quiver, saying a prayer to the goddess of the heavens as she did so. She followed Hoi out into the very clearing they had met in all those moons ago. It was there that he told her he felt the strongest. It was there that he believed he would be able to knock down the nine suns. He took a deep breath as the suns rose higher and higher over the horizon, blanketing the world in their bright yellow and orange glow. The breath filled his lungs and infused him with power with drive, and the look of confidence his wife gave him only strengthened that. He readied the first arrow and drew his bow. He aimed at one of the suns more carefully than he had ever aimed at anything before, and slowly he released the arrow. It soared through the bright sky, beelining straight for the sun. Chang'e watched, holding her breath in anticipation. A magical ting rang out over the lush land, and in that instant, they both knew it had worked. The sun crashed from the sky like a shooting star, sending up sparks with a plume of smoke as it disappeared into the distant ocean. The simmering sound that radiated through the town brought tears to Chang'e's eyes. Finally, they had found a solution, and her incredible husband was the man behind it. Hoi readied his bow to shoot another sundown. He took down the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth. They all sailed down over the horizon, sparkling and leaving rays of sunlight in their wake. He took down the seventh, the eighth, and finally, the ninth sun. As the ninth sun plummeted into the sea, never to be seen again, Hoi dropped his bow and embraced his wife. He could hear the townspeople cheering in the distance. Their crops would be saved. Their lives would be saved. Finally, they would be able to return to the lives that they had loved so dearly. In the clearing, there was a wave of white light. Chang'e and Hoi were startled, because immediately they knew what it was. The goddess of the heavens stood before them, glowing with a kind of beauty too perfect for this earth.
She thanked Hoi for his bravery and Chang'e for her wisdom. She handed Hoi a potion that would give him immortality, allowing him to ascend to the heavens with her whenever he wanted. Hoi thanked the goddess, but told her that he would not be ascending without his wife. The goddess nodded in understanding and disappeared, returning to the heavens where she belonged. Celebrations took place across the town for days. Everyone heard of the potion Hoi was given, and he was treated like a god by the people. Yet, he wanted to be a man of the people. So one morning, he headed out on a hunting trip, just like he would have before. While he was gone, Chang'e was startled by the sound of a door being forced open. It was Feng Meng, who had a wild look in his eyes. He told Chang'e that he wanted the potion of immortality. He believed he was the best archer and that he deserved it. Chang'e knew that Feng Meng would not leave without the potion, but she knew that if he was to become an immortal god, the land would be ruined by his greed and jealousy. With tears in her eyes, she drank the potion before he could have it. She ascended toward the heavens, tears streaming down her face. Desperate to be close to her husband for the rest of his days, she decided to settle on the moon instead of the heavens. Every night, she looked down on him, and every night, he set mooncakes and her favorite treats out for her on an altar. They spoke to one another, though they couldn't hear one another. In their distance, they were connected, and their love was never severed. Every year, during the mid-autumn festival, people put mooncakes and other treats out as an offering to Chang'e. It is said that she can still be seen on the moon, looking down over the world and dreaming of her beloved Hoi. I hope you have enjoyed this sleep story, and it has brought you a night of peaceful, relaxing sleep. Please, join me again tomorrow night for another sleep story. Until then, sweet dreams. <laughs>